You are listening to Baby's Balance and Bliss, a podcast about parenting from the perspective of Black mothers. We are figuring out how to raise brilliant babies, find balance in our lives, and appreciate every single moment of bliss. Welcome to Baby's Balance and Bliss. I am Lola Wells, and my husband, Martin, and I are raising a toddler, Mila. And I'm Shannon Fowler. My husband, Xavier, and I are raising three girls, teenager Kennedy, preteen Caitlin, and Karina, who is elementary aged. Having a baby means big changes to many relationships, including friendships. In this episode of Babies, Balance, and Bliss, we are going to talk about what girl code looks like post-baby. As TLC asked, what about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Will they let you down? Are they going to be low down? Will they ever be around? Let me tell you, that song is still a jam for me. But before we go down that rabbit hole, let's start off with our shining, struggling, or somewhere in between segment where we fill you in on what has been going on with us. Shannon, 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 how are you? (laughs) We are somewhere in between this week. Our littlest has a pretty bad cold. There's no fever or anything. It's just she's stuffy and obviously just not digging this this stuffy nose foolishness. (laughs) It stinks, but during a pandemic, you feel you can't trust anything. And that's a really strange place to be. She seems to be on the mend and was very active today. So I'm hoping we continue in that direction. (laughs) It's always hard when your littles aren't feeling well because they are restless and uncomfortable. And really, there's not much you can do other than give them snuggles and lovies. Fortunately for us, that's been working. Well, I'm wishing Cree a speedy recovery. She is a resilient child and is Mm -hmm. in excellent care with you and Xavier. But I'll tell you, we are two for two because I'm also somewhere in between this week. Oh, what's going on? (laughs) Remember when we began quarantining? Mm -hmm. I was one of those people who understood that we would be socially distant for, you know, a while. Mm -hmm. And I knew that spring and summer, I wouldn't be able to see my parents because we live on two different coasts. But I think I processed those feelings very differently because the holidays were far away. And at least I was in a space where I thought we could flatten the curve and then magically, you know, reconnect with family. But now that temperatures are cooling down and and this is the season when all of my family members make a point of coming together, I just can't help but feel a renewed sadness over the fact that I won't see them. So on the one hand, I'm grateful that my parents and my family members are healthy and we can connect via FaceTime. But I also know that I have to be so much more intentional about scheduling the moments of joy and finding joy this season Mm -hmm. because this is so different from the norm. Yeah, it is. I I get you. I understand why you're in between. That's a a big one. And that's going to be a big deal for a lot of people um, with the holiday season coming up. Yeah. But speaking of things that change over seasons, A, like what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> the queen of segues. Let's, 
I'm telling you, exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about friendships and how they change after having babies. There's obviously a lot we could cover when it comes to mom friends. But for this episode, let's talk about the unwritten rules. Basically, the truths that we hold to be true. Girl code, mom code, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. So Shannon, <laughs> what's a rule that that you go by? Oh, child or no child, thou shalt still be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I really value my friends who don't have children uh, because sometimes they are exactly what the doctor ordered. When my childless and or single friends are free, I love it when they choose to come hang with me. It also saves me from some of the loneliness that can come with being a mom because your life can be so kid centric. Last but not least, it presents an opportunity for me to build relationships that are important to me and uh, makes me feel special that of all the things they could be doing, they choose to spend that time with me. (laughs) But um, earlier I mentioned the loneliness that can come with being a mom in a child-centered world. I feel this point is especially important because I have two incredibly special friends. They just swooped in and brightened my day. Sometimes they were days that could be very dark. Uh, One of my friends has since moved to Kansas City and I I really miss her so much. But during that period, she would always come to my house and we would cook, watch TV, laugh. I mean, just have a really, really good time. And she never let the fact that I had children get in her way. And I really deeply appreciated that relationship. My other friend is a single mom whose daughter is around the same age as my older girls. And they get along so well that you can always hear them just chit-chatting and giggling and doing all the things you hear girls do. (laughs) And her mom and I, we make meals together. We talk about everything. We laugh. We vent. We do beauty things. (laughs) And it's it's really just a great um, relief a space for me to really just sit down, take a deep breath and be my myself outside of being a mommy. These ladies don't know it, but they really did save my life. I, I use happiness and humor as a coping mechanism, but I could always let my guard down with them and just be free to be imperfect and sad when I needed to be. And no matter where they are in life, I'll always cherish them. So yes, single and or childless friends, you are so necessary. I really love that idea, Shannon, and I couldn't agree with you more. You know, as T-Boz said it in What About Your Friends, if you were there before, then you're still down with me. Yes. (laughs) Um, I think about when you become a mother and how we're encouraged to make friends with other mothers because they know firsthand what it means to raise a child. But I really value my friends who don't have children just as much. They aren't caught in the weeds of raising a child and they bring a fresh perspective to the table, as you mentioned. I was the last one in my friend group to have children. Mm -hmm. And so I was on the receiving end of, oh, you won't get it until you have children. And maybe... I was also once a kid. I'm an auntie. I'm a godmother. And so I very much am of the view that you shouldn't sleep on your friends who don't have kids. Some of the best insights I have gained about parenting have come from Mm non-parents. So quick story. One time 
I remember hemming and hawing over whether to buy Mila a tent. And, you know, as one who's known to outsource my problems, <laughs> I asked a mom friend and she thought about cost and space mm-hmm. and educational value and cleanup. Basically, she took a very practical approach. Yeah. And then cut to my friend who's in her 20s and doesn't have a child. And she was like, oh, you must do this for Mila. <laughs> like, how is this even a question? Her approach was so different. She told me all these stories about how when she was a child, she had a reading tent and it was her own magical mm. world. So I listened to her on the theory that I could return the tent if it was a disaster. Mm. And Mila has had so much fun Yay. in it. Like some of the best laughs, like, you know, you're out of your breath laughter have been had in that tent when she thinks she's hiding from Martin. But of course, like her toe was sticking out or something. (laughs) Friends with no kids, we love you. Keep inviting us to your things, even if we have to say no sometimes. Yes. Make time to come see us if you can or if you want to. We really do need that time with you and we want those relationships to grow. Whether or not you have children is irrelevant. We love you still. Yes. So well said. One of my friend rules is that thou shall not be racist, (laughs) racist-ish, racist adjacent, just any (laughs) racistness in there. Okay. We can't be friends. Although this rule is focused on race, you can add any sort of distorted viewpoint that attempts to flatten the many layers of a person without their consent. So I'm talking about xenophobia, homophobia, sexism, you name it. Mm -hmm. I'm not here for it. And I know it sounds so obvious, but as someone who has heard wild things come out of my friends or people who I thought were my friends' mouths. I think it just bears mentioning. For example, I had a friend, and yes, you heard that right, Mm. had past tense, Mm -hmm. who professionally aligned herself with the progressive movement. Like when we were in law school, she headed the campus chapter of the liberal political group. She was at the Women's March more recently. You name it. Like she has done it. Mm. But When it came to her children, there was a glaring blind spot. She knows that her children's nanny will sometimes say derogatory things about Black people, Mm. but she still lets the nanny watch her kids. Or she knows that her mother does not care for the Blacks, but she lets her children stay with her mother for weeks on end over the summer when she is not around. She told me about these issues and I genuinely didn't know how to move forward because once I became a mother, the fact of the matter is I don't know why I would intentionally have my child play with children who are left in the care of people who spew garbage at them about Black people. Mm. And with someone who doesn't care enough about the problem to step in and make the hard choice, which is telling your mother that she cannot stay with her grandchildren if she says those things in your family's presence. And honestly, I just want to be really clear before someone comes for me as mom shaming, I just want to be really clear. If that were something she cared about, say her mother smoked in front of her children, I have no doubt that she would step in and say, enough's enough. 
when you are around me and these kids, you will not do that. And that's the problem that she's not willing to do it when it comes to, you know, when it comes to the issue of racism. Right. So that's, oh, yeah, it's the worst. I, I had an older family member, um, who approached me and asked that I speak to another family member to convince her that dating outside her race was not appropriate. And she also said that I I should also make a point that it was just best that we date people who look like us. I'm really not sure why she felt I was the best person to do this, um, considering I'm biracial. But unfortunately for her, the message never made it to her intended target. <laughs> and the young lady has grown up to be so beautiful. I mean, she's just, she's an incredible woman. But she what, what I love is that she never gave in to some of the pressures that I'm sure she was feeling to conform. And I'm so proud of her and who she's becoming. I understand what you mean. If we don't step in and stop these things from happening, then it continues to bleed into generation after generation. And the only way to cut that out is to either sever sever the relationship or see if that person will be flexible enough to not share their beliefs with your children. And and that's going to take some trust building. That's going to take you trusting the person you're speaking to, to value the things that you're saying for them to take them to heart and say, okay, I won't do these things around their children. I'll be very careful about that. And honestly, human nature is hard to adjust, especially when you've been set in such a set of thoughts for so long. And so I hope Mm -hmm. that ultimately your friend finds a solution. Yeah, because what breaks my heart is that those children are hearing things when she's not around. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter that she's trying to be progressive and she's trying to say all the right things and do all the right things. The fact of the matter is these children are not hearing these things from random people. They're hearing them from people who have been entrusted to care for them. I'm of the view that ultimately there is no right way to do the wrong thing. Right. And it is just wrong to leave impressionable minds with people who have views that are anathema to who we are as a people. I just I'm not here for that. So, you know, I wish her all the best. But as far as our friendship was concerned, um, especially with a young child myself, there was I, I knew she was not going to change. She wasn't willing to make the hard decisions and have the difficult discussions with her family member. She wasn't willing to say, you know, with a nanny, I know you do all these other really, really great things, but I'm going to have to let you go and find somebody else. I know I, I have a nanny myself. It's a really difficult thing to do to have to find somebody else. But, you know, if somebody's doing something that's unacceptable, you've got to let them know that That's just a non-starter when it comes to you because it's not aligned with your values. We're not talking about something small here like, oh, this person sneaks my child soda here and there. Chocolate treat. (laughs) Yeah. Like we're talking about something that's just fundamentally at the core, just non-negotiable for me. You treat people with respect. You 
value them for who they are. You do not prejudge them. And if you cannot do that, you're unable to do that. We have no business being, you know, in the same circle. Right. Because ultimately, too, that that could bleed into the relationship with your own child. And you know how kids do. They repeat what they hear. They repeat what they see. And they may not necessarily know what it means, but your child might. And it could cause some long-term things that you ultimately have to deal with. I'm with you. We cannot be racist adjacent, period. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things I always wanted to ask her, but never got around to doing it, is are you certain your child is, is not a child who will make fun of someone else for the color of his or her skin? Yeah. Because if you have to pause when I ask you that question, that is a problem. Right. That's just, it's a problem. It is. And and the reason why she would have to pause is because she knows the environment that she leaves her children in from time to time. I get it. We we are not perfect. We cannot speak to what our children will do every single time. But you should have some degree of confidence that when your child is let out into the world, outside of your care, that there are just certain things that they're not going to do, or at least will know are wrong to do. And I'm just not convinced that that's where these children are because of the environment that they're being raised in. We have a bias episode that we're slated to do this season, and it's one where we're going to talk about these issues in in, in so much more detail. Ooh, there's a lot of heavy stuff in that one. So maybe you can tell me your next girl slash mom code. Hopefully it's a light one, my friend, because that that was too, that was a lot. Oh, yeah, that was that was deep, deep and wide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my next um, friend code is thou shall not bring your children to girls night out. <laughs> mm. uh, and, you know. Look, we get it. Outside of extenuating circumstances, girls' night out is is your time to let your hair down, have an adult beverage, have some conversation, <laughs> and most of all, have fun. Um, it's a time where a group of women can get together and just freely talk about whatever they want uh, without this. You know, we we put on censors when we we're around our children and, mm-hmm. and we can do it without the interruptions from the littles, too. And in most cases, if my husband is unavailable to keep the children or I can't find a, a suitable babysitter, I'll just skip the occasion and look forward to the next <laughs> because I would much rather rather cancel than to put my friends who are finally child free into a situation where they're having to hold back on their fun because I brought my kid. And during the pandemic, we're having to show a little more grace because girls night out is Zoom meetings and we can't always stop the kids from entering our, our little Zoom room. <laughs> but but the mute button is always an option if you got a chatty little one and you need to go take care of that. So that's that's my next one. (laughs) There is a lot to unpack in that one, Shannon, because people feel really passionately about kids at a girls only get together. Mm -hmm. Like I am sure that practically every Real Housewives franchise has dedicated an entire episode or two to the issue. 
Before I had Mila, I was one of those who genuinely did not care about bringing children to a girls-only get-together. And it's probably because I wasn't really around kids that much. And so, if anything, it was just, oh, how cute, how fun. This is really (laughs) something different and, and it's nice. But when I was a brand new mom, I think about how hard it was to be away from my little one. You don't want to miss anything. And you really have to make so many special preparations. Like I was nursing. And so, you know, you have to pump more. So you have an extra supply of milk. And honestly, when someone shows up with their child, it's like, well, darn. Okay, yeah. then I might as well just have brought my child too because I miss her. Why did I go and through all that to just nurse? <laughs> yeah, like I would have preferred to just nurse her than just to pump at work in the car, you know, <laughs> while watching TV, so I could be here. Yeah. So I agree with you. It's about everything that you said, but it's also about understanding that your friends are making all sorts of sacrifices to be there, and that should be respected. Mm-hmm. So if I were hosting something, honestly, I would rather my friend show up with a child than cancel. But if it were me going to something that someone else was hosting, I too would just cancel because I don't think it's appropriate to show up yeah. with a child if it's a girls only event. Yeah, it's it's totally not that I don't love our, our cute little children, um, but it's pre- precisely because I love them that I hope you keep them at home or sit the occasion out because it's just not an appropriate time or place for our littles. Everyone has their ways of handling this. And of course, some groups or our friend groups are totally okay with it. Some are not, you know, I think it's just best to do some clear and concise communicating to see how how you handle this within your your friend group. But yeah. moving along, Miss Lola, what is your next friend directive? <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is a pretty simple one. Thou shall not read anything into my unanswered text. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing is, We are balancing or at least trying to balance Mm -hmm. so many different things. And sometimes I will get a text notification, but because I'm with Mila and trying to be present, especially now when I have to be on the phone in front of her because I'm working from home, Mm -hmm. I won't respond right away. And then before you know it, it's 2 (laughs) a.m. It's not an appropriate time to respond And we're back to the same cycle. So I just want to say my non-response is not a sign of anything deep at all. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Lola, I am the absolute worst at answering calls. (laughs) (laughs) I hate talking on the phone. And, you know, responding to texts and instant messages can be hit or miss. (laughs) And, you know, I would really toss this phone out if I could. So (laughs) I often do not even have it near me. And, you know, I'll check my phone here and there. But most of the time it's late in the evening. And my my intention is usually to respond the next day. But I'll be real candid and say that it often doesn't happen. I, I don't even, and, and a voicemail, what is that? I don't even check those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, forget it. If you leave a voicemail, yeah, yeah, it, no, nope. it's not getting heard. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get it together one day. But 
if I'm going to get it together, I'm going to need this next friend directive to happen as soon as possible. Thou shalt cheerlead. <laughs> I'll be your friend so long as you're a friend to me. Yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that song I gave us so many gems. For all of that. <laughs> I need all my friends to cheer me on and send all that good energy to me because I need it. I look forward to boosting all my friends, especially when they're working toward goals and tackling dreams. And I feel like there's nothing better than seeing my lady circle succeed. Like, y'all. I want to see you win, win. <laughs> I want to be a part of your success and I'll do everything I can do to see you winning. Like, let's do this. <laughs> but part of cheerleading for our friends um, will also require some changes. One of which is the habit of judging each other. This, this definitely needs to be just weeded out. And we should get to the point where we can give constructive criticism or address our differences without damaging the relationship or judging each other. I have a friend from work who recently said something that really resonated with me. And she said that it bothered her how we as women will work so hard to patch and mend uh, relationships with love interests, but we'll cut a female friend off in a quick second if they do the slightest things wrong. And I totally understood mm. where she was coming from because I have been on the receiving end of this particular things. This in some ways has been programmed into us because we feel like we have to outshine and compete with the woman next to us, but we really need to be uplifting each other. We need to be cheering each other on. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I do want to say, though, you know, I think it's true that for some women, you know, they will give men way more latitude mm -hmm. and leeway mm -hmm. than they'll give fellow women, which, oh, gosh, is so unfortunate. Yeah. But and problematic. You, I am a Scorpio. <laughs> it is. Re it really is. It's so problematic. But I am a Scorpio and male or female. I will cut you <laughs> off if I am not interested in participating in how you choose life. How do you how you choose to do life? I am not doing it. No, sir. No, ma'am. But um, totally agree with you. I think part of you know, the beauty of having friends is that they're there for you, like you said, and mm -hmm. that they really are people who are here to uplift you. I can't stand the competition. It, it makes no yeah. sense to me at all because no there's me. enough pie for everyone. Like we can we really can all shine. Right. But that's a perfect segue into one of my major rules. Uh -huh. Thou shall reserve your judgment. Oh, yes. <sighs> Gosh. My goodness. I know. <laughs> the thing with judgment is that I understand it's not about you on the receiving end, but truth be told, it doesn't make it any less problematic that someone thinks it's okay to behave badly at your expense. Right. And as mamas, we're in a unique spot because we are not only judged for ourselves, but also for our children and how they behave and how they look and just essentially yes. their existence. So I feel like no matter what we do, sometimes it just seems as though with the judgy folks, you just cannot win. If you go back to work, you get the, oh, wow, you're going back to work. <sighs> I cannot imagine leaving my little one at home. What? <laughs> 
Right. Like, really? Maybe. Okay. That's enough. And then you also get, if you're a stay-at-home mom, it's, wow, you just must have so much free time. If I had all that free time, what? I would have lost all the baby weight. I would have run a marathon by now. I would have renovated my house myself. (laughs) And, you know, for me, I'll tell you, my personal favorite is the people who have literally not taken a single science class since freshman year of college, but have opinions about the decisions we have made about the levels of risk we are comfortable taking in light of Mila sickle cell anemia. It oh is wild. Man, wild. these household scientists do the most. Let's let's quit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the issue, then and you can't have a, a decent conversation about it, then let's let's just not do that. It's often a misconception that women who are stay-at-home moms are free, but from experience. I can tell you it's one of the toughest, most exhausting jobs I have ever experienced. And yes, it is a job. It's a full-time job, an all-day, everyday job. (laughs) And so I was not making a mistake when I used the word job there. Also, as a mom who's worked from home and worked outside the home, it's equally difficult. The balancing acts of having enough time to invest in your children and contribute to your home are insane. And the pay versus daycare conversations you have to have with your family and yourself can be a burden too. There is often a whole lot of guilt involved with all of these mommying styles. So it's best we just meet each other where we are and give support when and where it's needed. The judgment <laughs> it needs to take a quick step on out the door and have several seats. <laughs> I cannot. Yes. <laughs> I think it all goes back to what you said, that we should really be cheerleaders for each other mm-hmm. because as Dion Warwick sang, that's what friends yes. are for. <laughs> I had to do it. We are bridging music across generations at Baby Balance yes. and Bliss, okay? <laughs> but let's wrap up this episode by turning to our bit of Bliss segment. And this is where we share something that has brought us some joy. So Shannon, what has brought you some bliss this week? One of my sisters reached out to me last week and told me about this platform called OutSchool. It's basically an online learning resource for kids. There are classes for everyone from cooking to core classes like math and science to coding. I've seen classes available for toddler aged kids to older teens. These classes are typically live using Zoom and you pay an amount set by the instructor either per class or per set of classes. Um, They have a video available to explain their safety measures. I encourage you to watch that if you choose to use the platform. My five-year-old daughter took some beginning Spanish classes with Mr. Jorge, and he was so patient and interacted well with my remarkably busy child. She was literally (laughs) bouncing out of her seat the whole time, (laughs) and he (laughs) held her attention 
just the whole way through and was teaching her in a way that helped her have so much fun. My middle daughter took a beginner's manga drawing class with Miss Lori and Caitlin was literally beaming after the class because she was so proud of the progress she'd made in her in her little drawings. They were so cute and I loved it. I could even see the improvement she made. We have several other classes Mm. scheduled for future dates and I really can't wait to see what my daughters get into next. Out school is such a good idea and I'm glad we received the, the recommendation to try it. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Mm -hmm. Well, my bit of bliss this week is for the mamas. So (laughs) I recently watched... Okay, wait, let me be clear. I just binged over the course (laughs) of three days. (laughs) The Netflix series Queen Sono Uh and had the time of my life. (laughs) Yes, Queen Sono is a spy thriller about a South African secret agent played by the brilliant actress Pearl Tusi. And though I do not gravitate to the spy slash action genre, I thoroughly enjoyed the historical and geopolitical debate sprinkled alongside the action, comedy, and romance. (laughs) And scenes take place in Zanzibar, Lagos, Soweto, and Johannesburg. And seeing the rich landscapes that I miss so very much against a soundtrack that is so good. (laughs) What? (laughs) Be still, my beating heart. (laughs) All in all, I am here for a show that is centered around a complicated Black woman with some serious swagger who can throw down in a shootout and whose wardrobe I want in its entirety. Please and thank you very much. (laughs) Honestly, it is the perfect quarantine mood booster as the temperatures continue to cool down. As always, we'll have all our recommendations in the show notes for the episode that we post on our website and... That's our episode. Be sure to visit our website at www.babiesbalanceandbliss.com and follow us on Instagram at babiesbalanceandbliss. That's one word, babiesbalance, A-N-D, bliss. We will catch up again next Thursday. Love and light. Love and light.